Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Retro Ad Review. Hi, everybody. So let's dive straight into this episode. What are we talking about today? We are in a sequel of a previous one we did in October, October 5th, I believe. It is song parodies. Song parodies. So you probably know, but a cheap way of getting people to like your commercial is to use a song that a lot of people already know. So we're going to be doing that, except there's a twist. But sometimes they use the whole song, and I couldn't get those. <laughs> <laughs> so we're using the ones that have, like, a slight variation, hence the title song parodies. Like stupid lyrical change. It's like, oh, this is dumb, but it's fun. Like, you're crumbelievable. <laughs> I hate that one. We're going to dive into the first one, and yeah. There's a proven winner in mustard. In a nationwide taste test, Hellman's Dijon A's Creamy Mustard Blend beat the leading mustard by two to one. You know, when I opened up that lunchbox and I saw that my sweetheart had made that ham sandwich with delicious Hellman's Dijon A's, well, I knew I was in love. Oh, nothing beats my Hellman's Dijon So that was... Dijonais, which was a stupid commercial from Hellman's. So if you want to find this commercial, it is on YouTube called 1993 Hellman's Dijonais Duke of Earl parody commercial. So the commercial itself begins by spelling Dij, like the beginning of Dijon. As the song goes, Dij, 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 it just repeats the image of Dij. And then the rest of the commercial just shows you what Dijonese looks like, which frankly is just mayonnaise that's kind of yellowish. <laughs> that's it. It's like slightly different from mustard, but, you know, it's mayonnaise. Anyway, it shows it on, like, a ham sandwich or turkey sandwich, and it shows a kid eating it, and he's dressed up in, like, 50s garb. Everybody's dressed up like they're in the 50s, like the 90s versions of the 50s, and they're all really, really, really enjoying their sandwiches with Dijonese in it. And then it shows, you know, other ways to put it in, like if you want to put it on a hot dog. And it ends with an image of the Dijonese, and it says, bring out the Hellman's and bring out the best, but it doesn't play that song. I like how it has those spinning plates at the end. The visual is like they're on a Lazy Susan. So that is the Dijonese commercial. I've never had Dijonese, but I definitely have mixed mayonnaise and mustard. And my favorite mustard is Dijon mustard. So I probably would have liked Dijonese. I like sharp mustard. So basically, if you eat a sandwich, you pretty much just eaten that when the mustard and mayonnaise <laughs> mix anyway? Yes. Okay, now on to the history. The brand is called Hellman's, but it is also called something else, which I will get to shortly. Hellman's is a food brand mostly known for its mayonnaise, so it's pretty much synonymous with it. You say Hellman's, you say mayonnaise. Hellman's is also known as Best Foods West of the Rocky Mountains. I feel like that's a really, like an uncreative name. Best foods. Best foods. But there is one place you can see both of them in the jar shape. Denver, Colorado. 
because I guess it's right in the sweet spot where the United States east and west of the Rockies. <laughs> All right. It started off when a German immigrant named Richard Hellman started deli with his wife, Margaret. She was the daughter of two deli owners. Wow. And he made and sold his own homemade blend, aside from the rest of the deli because it became so popular that he had to distinguish it. So he put a blue ribbon around one of his blends, and today that's still the logo. Best Foods on the West Coast was also making mayo. In 1927, Best Foods bought Hellman's, but because the brands were so popular in their respective areas... They just retained the names in those markets. Hmm. So when Best Foods bought Hellman's, it wasn't all Best Foods. Hellman's was still east of the Rockies, and Best Foods is still west of the Rockies. So I know it as Hellman's because I'm in the West Coast? I'm in the East. (laughs) (laughs) Best Foods was bought by Corn Products Refining Company, which then became Corn Products Company, and then became CPC International, and then they changed their name back to Best Foods again in 1997. And Best Foods was bought by what company overtakes pretty much everything we've we've reviewed? Unilever. Yes. (laughs) So if you eat something or shampoo your hair, you're probably using Unilever for a lot of it. I don't know. Ew. (laughs) If you shampoo your hair with mustard. (laughs) I think you can actually like do something with mayonnaise and it's supposed to make your hair shinier. I don't care. (laughs) They market the different names in their respective areas with different commercials. And as far as the product goes, Dijonais is mayonnaise and mustard combination, which you can probably do it yourself. (laughs) But it probably won't taste that much different. It has eggs, oil, vinegar, and Dijon mustard, which is the main ingredient. Nice. As far as the song goes... The song came from when two of the three writers, Gene Chandler, who was then known as Eugene Dixon, and Earl Edwards, were in the group The Duques. They met up with writer Bernice Williams, and during their warm-up for The Duques, they were singing like, do, 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 do. But seeing as his group member was named Earl... Eugene Dixon made up the phrase Duke of Earl. So it became Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. And they started singing it. They recorded the song, but the record company released their song Night Owl instead. And they said to Chandler, they optioned him that you could release it as a solo artist. So he did, and the song became a hit. Number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for a time. It became Chandler's best-known song that he even took on the name Duke of Earl and started appearing in top hats and capes. <laughs> it's funny. There's a picture of him like a really old man. He's still wearing that. It's funny. Song was inducted in the Grammy Hall of Fame 2002 and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Chandler never got a bigger hit than Duke of Earl, but he had a presence in R&B songs written by Curtis Mayfield, and he had a few disco hits in the late 70s and early 80s and the 1970 hit Groovy Situation. Chandler is a rhythm and blues Hall of Famer because he helped popularize the rhythm and blues genre, and he's still playing today. Cool. Okay, so that was the Duke, the Duke, Duke, Duke of Earl. God, that was terrible. Me, not the, not the explanation. Not the Grammy one I saw. All right, so we're going to move on to the next commercial and yeah, see if you can identify the song. Rollbacks, whoop, another goes down. Working on the rollbacks, whoop, another goes down. 
That voice sounded really familiar. Was it like Louis Armstrong or something? I feel like that I voice sounded like that voice sounded really familiar. Like um Kevin like, Michael Richardson probably. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Alright, so this is if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube and it's called Walmart Rollbacks Commercial 2002. And it played just like any other one. It has the little smiley face from Walmart and keeping with the theme of the song working on a coal mine he has a worker's hard hat not a miner's hat but a worker's hard hat and he's jackhammering prices buzz sawing prices in half and everyone's just seeing him flying around the store creepily he even talks to a little girl it's like a disembodied head yeah everyone's like wow he's slashing prices (laughs) and then My favorite one is when he goes to the Walmart employee and just high fives and just like he's super happy about it. And then and then the employee just puts his hands on his hips and shakes his head like, "Oh, you're so oh that smiley man." (laughs) So basically, he just keeps rolling back the prices, slashing it up, the rollback signs, and then the last one, he smashes it with a smiley faced wrecking ball. And then finally brings down the Walmart sign and winks at you because he rolls back prices and you get cheaper stuff. Cool. So this is a Walmart commercial. We've done a few Walmarts, right? I know we did one with like some kids who recorded a Walmart commercial because it oh, was yeah, the, super cool. But, uh, but the outsourcing to children one. <laughs> but that's, that's not all it is. Walmart is so much more than children. So right, Walmart was started by Sam Walton in 1962, and his goal was selling everything at lower prices. So one of their mottos is everyday low prices. So a rollback, if you're not familiar... If you undercut everything, everyone will go to you. And then you jack up the prices once you've killed every other business. All right. So a rollback, if you're not familiar with it, is when Walmart temporarily rolls back prices on specific items, basically to what they were before at some point. So you can usually see it. It was indicated by was and now signs. So rollbacks can last about three months, but you never know when it'll revert to its first price. It usually comes by surprise and you just don't know when it's going to happen, which product it's going to affect. It's kind of like a fun, I don't know, way to save money, I guess. Fun. Uh, yeah. Especially if you're shopping at Walmart, you're, nothing's fun in your life. I say this as a person who shops at Walmart. But anyway, rollbacks are also used in the hopes of getting customers to buy other things that aren't rolled back. So if you're going to buy, I don't know, if you're buying stuff for your kids, like notebooks for school, and it's rolled back, then you're probably going to want to buy a bunch of pens and stuff while you're there too, and I don't know, protractors. So yeah, it probably works pretty well. Walmart isn't a behemoth for no reason. It also goes online uh, rollbacks, so they show what items are on, you know, on the rollback kind of roster. They usually put it to items they can sell well and have sold well before. So if a previous item was rolled back, more than likely you'll see that happen again. There have been lawsuits claiming deceptive advertisement. I think they were accused that the old prices were fabricated. So I don't know. Everything always has some sort of lawsuit attached to it, I think, when it comes to these things. Lawsuit, Um, deception, Apart from being known for its rock-bottom low prices, another thing Walmart rollbacks are known for is their association with Smiley. So we referenced him. He was the disembodied head. 
I guess. Smiley face. Yellow circle with yeah. two oval eyes and a parabola smile. Yeah. Not smiley. If ever That's seen- all he is, and he makes money, and I hate it. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> With that, Smiley was introduced in 1990, and they were given to little shoppers. He became the face of Rollback in 1996 and was the face until 2006. He was phased out in 2006 because Walmart said they were headed in a new direction and he didn't really fit in. That's stupid. Um, but yeah, put in the boo sound. Uh, <laughs> boo this man. Boo this man. Smiley was in a trade war between Walmart and a man named Franklin Lufrani, who claims he created Smiley in 1972. But actually, a guy named Harvey Ross Ball created in 1963. So, you know, whatever. Somebody invented the smile. Forrest Gump did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Both parties, meaning Franklin Lufrani and Walmart, used it. They used Smiley concurrently. They tried to get the other to stop using theirs, so it was a whole battle. Um, a settlement was reached in 2011, and Walmart can use the Smiley now with no fear of Franklin coming at him for some reason. Franklin uh, frowning at them. <laughs> So, um, anyway, even during Smiley's hiatus, Walmart said over 70% of customers still associated him with rollbacks, which is the case with me. I didn't, I, I actually do remember when they got rid of him. I was like, what happened in the face? And they used that face in other markets, but not here. I remember him flying around cutting prices. Yeah, with his little, like, gloves and big scissors. So Smiley returned in 2016, signifying all low prices, not just rollbacks. So that is the story of Walmart, Rollbacks, and Smileys. Yeah, they used him in a lot of different types of things, like Zorro and other things. Yeah. Oh, I remember that one. It's stupid. Well, anyway, this isn't just about Walmart. It's about song parodies. That's what this stupid episode's about. Um, no, it's a good episode. Keep listening. The song, it's called Working in a Coal Mine. You may have heard it in a number of things, but Walmart adapted it for low prices. So the original song was written by New Orleans rhythm and blues musician Alan Toussaint, I think is how you say his name. It was sung, though, by Lee Dorsey. A former boxer, he left to start an auto repair business, and he also sang at nightclubs. This is Lee Dorsey. He met Alan Toussaint at a party and recorded Yaya, which was based on nursery rhymes. Sounds like something a baby would say, so that makes sense. His career declined, and he went back to the auto repair business. However, Toussaint convinced him back, and they created a series of hits, which included Working in a Coal Mine. It was Dorsey's biggest hit. The song is about a worker who works in, surprise, a coal mine, and he does all the backbreaking work and wants to leave, but he can't find other employment. He's too tired to even have fun on the weekends, and he doesn't see how much longer he can do it. So this jaunty song is actually about backbreaking. Like, Please, God, let me find something else. <laughs> it's kind of like those happy songs that actually are about horrible things, like Electric Avenue or... Um, Terrorism. <laughs> or what's that song, the one by like Third Eye Blind or whatever, where it's like about it's heroin about or heroin. something? Yeah. Anyway, neither... Semi-charmed kind of life, whatever. Semi-charmed life. I think it's just that. Anyway, whatever. Neither Alan Tisson or Lee Dorsey ever worked in a coal mine. That's a fun fact. Good. Well, I mean, sounds like I mean, it sucks. Lee Dorsey worked as a, an auto repair man, so, you know, that's, that's a lot of manual I'd labor. I'd rather be able to breathe, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Got the black lung. After their hits, Dorsey's career once again went in decline and returned to the auto repair industry. But, you know... That's, that's just the way it goes sometimes. He later returned to the music industry. He's really a boomerang guy, but he didn't have as much success as he did with working at a coal mine, and he passed away in 1986. 
Alan Chisson, however, continued with hits, including producing Lady Marmalade, and was awarded the National Medal of Arts from Barack Obama in 2013. He died of a heart attack in 2015. So, Working in a Coal Mine, it's a famous song, like I said, and it's been used in things like Casino and The Simpsons, a whole bunch of other places. In 1981, there was a Devo cover that was used in the film Heavy Metal, and it was the theme for Working with Fred Savage, if anybody remembers that. <laughs> I, re- I remember that for some reason. I do, too. It's like, why was, I don't know why, why I remember, remember that. that. I don't know why I remember certain things. They, they have no... It's just it was so dumb. And I think it was one of his first things after his child Maybe started. that's what it was. I don't know. Anyway, I remember that thing. And it had Working in a Coal Mine as the theme song. You know, Walmart has also done a lot of other commercials, like we mentioned, that have featured themes. So another Smiley Rollback commercial had a 007 spy theme, and it used the song Secret Agent Man. Which segues into our next thing. <laughs> and have a guess as to which song this is. Yeah, he's a man of many, many faces. He may be pink, but it's really dangerous. Every enemy he meets is another bad guy for Kirby to beat. Then he takes on their powers. That was really bad. That, that was, was genuinely bad. That was, I know, no, I won't spoil it. But anyway, if you want to watch this commercial, the visuals are much better than the actual song. It's called Kirby Game Boy Advance Nightmare in Dreamland TV commercial. So the commercial itself just shows Kirby, the lovable pink puffball? I don't know what he is, but the pink guy. He's just turning into things because that's kind of what he does. And shows him turn into an ice man, a guy with a hat, and that's kind of it. He just turns into various things, and he fights dudes, and he eats them. And he, in a night. Yeah, and then he fights King DDD, which is his nemesis, and then it shows the game on Game Boy Advance. And that's basically it. There's not much else to it. One thing I did notice at the end of the commercial, it shows the logo, like Kirby, you know, whatever, Dreamland. And it says KirbyKirbyKirby.com. That's the website, KirbyKirbyKirby.com. I think that's a great URL. I'm glad they saved that domain name. <laughs> so, yeah, that was an awful song. I think the original's better. What's your least favorite of these three? <laughs> All right. So, if you didn't know, it was about Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. <laughs> Kirby is a video game character. He was created by the video game designer Masahiro Sakurai when he was 19 years old for the 1992 Game Boy game Kirby's Dreamland, which has an American version that's scary where he eats a guy. He's Kirby and he packs a mean bite. Ugh. Kirby was a placeholder for another character design, but then they later decided to keep him round. But. I contend that they were being lazy. So he's basically he's basically <laughs> he's the smiley. He's, he's basically the smiley of a video oh, game. Oh no, characters. Franklin. He's gonna come after them. I love Kirby. He looks great. I think he's a wonderful pink ball. I can draw when I was five. Yeah, he's okay. wonder he's great. He's a great character design and I stand by that. Sakurai fought for him to stay pink when the original wanted him yellow, and I think there's a character called Kibi who is the yellow Kirby. Which is like the second player usually. 
He was named after John Kirby, a lawyer who defended Nintendo. And there was speculation because of his sucking power. He was named after Kirby Vacuums, but that doesn't seem to be mm-hmm. true. Kirby, the vacuum, like in Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate that movie. No, I don't hate it, but it's scary. Vaguely reminds me of Kirby the Game. Okay. Kirby himself is a friendly, childlike being from Dreamland, where dreams come from, from the planet Popstar. He becomes brave when danger threatens, even though he's just a happy little blob guy. The games are usually aimed for children. It was meant to be readily accessible to anyone, but is still challenging for even advanced players. Which Masahiro Sakurai's other main series, the Super Smash Brothers series, the same. That's why it doesn't have super complicated combos. You just press the same buttons for everybody. <laughs> oh. Kirby himself, he mostly battles the penguin-like King DDD, who is in all the games but one, mm. and the mysterious swordsman Meta Knight. And Kirby is known for his sucking and copying abilities, like you see in the commercial. He eats an ice guy and he spits out ice. He's been in over 20 games, which is, like, weird to me. That's and a lot of games. <laughs> from 1992 to now, he is considered a gaming icon, even though he's super basic. <laughs> he's not. He's wonderful. He's See, a that, basic that's, that's what <laughs> That's what makes him so great. He's, like, kind of this generic little ball, but then you can, like, he's customize a, him. He's a very childish character. Yeah, he's great. And for all the childish... Leave Kirby alone. <laughs> for all the childish characterization of this, they used a... Somewhat adult song. I say somewhat adult because you're in the spy game. You're going to kill people. I guess. I don't know. Well, they really made it bad. So I feel like there's just no relationship. Yeah, I think it was butchered. It was awful. The song is called Secret Agent Man. It was written for the American version of the British spy television show Danger Man. It was during the 1960s spy craze exemplified by James Bond. Danger Man was a man named John Drake, who at first was an Irish-American working for NATO in the first season, or series, as they call it, in that other weird country. Just kidding. (laughs) But became a British person working for the British government in the belated second season, or series. From then on, he just was a British spy. Because I was like, hey, James Bond's popular, use it. (laughs) The song was written by writing partners P.F. Sloan and Steve Berry and made famous by Johnny Rivers. Johnny Rivers. That's not his real name. That can't be his real name. CBS needed a memorable tune to Secret Agent, which was the name of Danger Man in the U.S. CBS picked up Sloan and Berry's version and Sloan and Berry turned it into a full-length song originally using the lyrics Danger Man, but later changed after they changed the title. It was later given to Johnny Rivers by Sloan and Barry and Rivers' mutual producer, Lou Adler. He sang a shorter TV show theme and later expanded it into the full-length song after it became popular. He sang it live, but Lou Adler later added the rest of the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) He made it a song. And it has been covered by many, many people, including this weird commercial, and Bruce Willis, I think, as Bruno the Kid, right? Oh, God. And, like we said, with the Walmart one, Devo also covered it, because I guess Devo covers everything. Yeah, and a lot of makes covers. all your cartoon stuff. Secret <laughs> agent, man. I could do a better version of it than this stupid commercial. All right, so those are all of the By the way, the song was... Song by 
I think the guy who voiced King Dedede in the Kirby Right Back at You TV show, which the visuals <laughs> sorry, which the visuals of this commercial. Yeah, the are. visuals look like that cartoon show. Which started in 2001. I was shocked learning that. Okay, now continue with what you were going to say. I'm saying the commercials are over. Bye. Wait, so, one more information. No. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go, go. All right, review time. Okay, yeah, so we're going to dive right into the reviews. Okay, so now we're at review time. Review time, yay. All right, so what is your least favorite, and why is it Kirby Secret Agent Man? <laughs> so between Kirby Secret Agent Man, Walmart Rollbacks, working coal mine, and Hellman's Dijonais, I will pick, say it, Kirby! <laughs> I say Kirby because it's just so... A piece of crap. <laughs> it just... The song is so incongruous to me. They might as well use, like, a freaking gangster rap song. It's like Kirby. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually didn't even think about that. It could have worked better because an agent shapeshifts, you know? He can take the form of, yeah, of a regular dude and all this stuff. And Kirby literally takes the, the form of the things. But it's not that. Also, the lyrics are really bad. Yeah, that's, and they don't, that's my least favorite part. They don't like. fit. There's even parts... You know when you're trying, like, it has one too many syllables I hate, I hate for certain the, words. Yeah, that one. I hate the It annoys me. <laughs> they've given you a number and taken away your name. And it's like, beating up the bad guys, taking away their powers. It's like, shut it's up. It's so <laughs> bad. I actually got really irritated with you saying that because I forgot about that. But I like Kirby a lot, so. Yeah, so. Um, it I, gets a half a last place. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, that that is the least favorite of seemingly both of us so now what is your second what's in the middle of the pack for well, you my actual least favorite is, no um middle of the pack i guess i'd go with walmart smiley the american kirby <laughs> it's i don't dislike it actually it's just so bland generic and it's kind of nice with the jaunty little song of dying of black long Man, this isn't congruous too. Yeah, it's really These bad. Are dark actually, songs. no, not with Walmart. <laughs> you are not gonna die. It at really fits with Walmart. Yeah, I actually, so, weirdly, not weirdly, it's just fine. It's just um, happy. The happy little smiley face guy saying high five to the customers and the Walmart greeter worker guy and. It's just it is nice for the commercial. It, it's what it nice. is, it's nice. I, I personally. I would also put this one in a second, and the reason for it is because when, when you list out the names, the Kirby one, which is so repugnant, um, <laughs> and uh, the Hellman's and the Walmart one, the Hellman's one stuck in my head, but I completely forgot the Walmart one. I couldn't remember what the song was, even though you said the name of the song. So I feel like that, if Kirby wasn't so bad, this one would be at the bottom for me. It's like but vanilla. Kirby is so bad. It's like vanilla with... Sprinkles. Yeah, it's, it's... Those generic chocolate ones. Yeah, so it's... Or the pink ones, you can barely taste. It's, it's in the middle. It's not anything, like, too yeah. wonderful, but, but... At the very least, it's nice and cute instead of just, hey, here's the thing. Yeah. So, which means for the uh, both of us... But the better one is totally the oh. secret agent one. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Where he's riding the car and going in a parachute. Oh, Smiley. The Walmart one. He's the... All right, so that means for the first, the, the number one for us is the Hellman's Dijonese. Yeah, especially when An it underrated has, gem. Yeah, I don't know why this isn't in the 
What is that Hall of it's Fame one from called the the Lion or I don't remember. I what it's don't called. know, but Hellman's Dijonais, like yeah. it didn't last so long. As so dumb as the song is, no, I think they still sell it. As dumb as the really? song is to me. Because I guess the song itself is nonsense stupidity. Duke of a guy's name, Earl of Samson or whatever. Duke of Earl. Yeah, I like it. I like it because it gets stuck in your head and it's just kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind of dumb and fun. The commercial is fine. Just like these people are super enjoying their half mustard mayonnaise like this housewife and these little kids and especially the guy eating the hot dog i I, i'm really rating this on how much one the the goodness of the song and how much the song relates to the commercial because actually for me if it's just based on visuals the kirby one wins by far walmart cute little anime yeah walmart's in the middle and this dijon commercial is at the bottom because the visuals aren't very good it's really the song that makes it like yeah. happen but for me. for me the visuals are pretty good because it is telling me how well, delicious everything I, is. I guess but it's not anything and it even that, has spinning plates kind of there's a lazy lazy what lazy susan the lazy susan at the end just cements it for me i guess I'm and i don't know but this it. guy in a suit who looks like a sixth grade math teacher eating a hot dog with dijonese with mayo mustard and not even regular mustard like dijon is gross so i don't like it but minus that point but it's the best so one. it's it has the 75 percent best one because of the gross hot dog man but yeah all of it together just for me adds up That's, to the best. That makes it the best one. Okay, so based on the commercials, which product would you buy? Dijonais, I guess, going to Walmart, or Kirby's <laughs> Dreamland? Thing? One's not even really a product, but I guess out of all of them, I would go there to get cheaper stuff. But as far as the products goes, mm. I would go with Dijonais because I guess it would make me the most pleased i think (laughs) it shows people really enjoying it so it's like okay yeah i think naturally for me i would go for the kirby one just because like oh it's a video game but the song is so detestable that (laughs) i don't think it's that bad i think it sucks it bothers me thinking about it is yeah i'd probably pick the helmet but then again i can eat mayo mustard but i cannot meet a cute little pink alien thing or a flying smiley face it's false advertisement and i will sue walmart <laughs> i think yeah i think all in all just for the heck of it because i want we, money <laughs> it's actually really weird that dijonese ended up on top i, I wouldn't i wouldn't have thought that on from, top of your sandwich shut up all right so now we'll both sandwich of reviews what all right so i guess that's it what a what a weird episode okay bonus round question favorite song parody and original okay favorite parody is definitely the hellman's one it's just enjoyable to me and favorite original probably secret agent man maybe that's why i really don't like the herbie i'd go yeah it Butchered my favorite song of these, even though in the echelon of songs, it's probably like 1047th or whatever. For me, yeah, Hellman's Dijonese, because it's just so funny and dumb how they portray it here. Yeah, and it's, it's um, the secret agent song itself is exciting. Ooh, he's a secret agent. He's beating up the bad guys. Just kidding. No, he's. I just he's do taking like, away <laughs> your powers. Uh. I do like that line. Giving you a number, taking away your yeah, name. That is a good line. And it's a great line. They ruined the song. Life of danger. 
to everyone he meets and, and the problem stays with, a stranger. The problem with the Kirby song too is that because of how bad it is, it's been kind of lodged in our brains for so long. Like the Kirby <laughs> stuff. 2002 when it came out. Yeah, so the, you know, that's 20 years. This is 20 years. 20 that is years unacceptable. Oh, horrible song in my head. Okay, I'm probably going a little overboard with it, but I'm not a fan. And with that, I'll we are going to wash the palate of this disgusting song by, by playing some Kirby. To Enya. So that's it for today's episode. If you like us, make sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and follow us on Retro Ad Review on Facebook and Instagram. And just talk to us. But not on the street, because it's scary. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully you don't know who I am. They know we live in the east of the Rockies (laughs) in the U.S. I said west, I think, to begin with. So So you you throw them off. Yeah, exactly. But the spy can... Definitely uh, don't live. If someone's a spy, they could find us. All right. Well, hopefully you're not going to follow us, but do follow us online. Whatever. I don't know where this this, this metaphor has gone off off the rails. So thanks uh, for listening. We'll be back with another episode about your favorite commercials and least favorite, I guess. Like this one. (laughs) Soon. So thanks again and bye. Bye bye. Oh